welcome everybody. This week, it just seemed like it disappeared. I looked and looked, and then I saw it on the back of a giant spider crawling out to the barn. That's right, it's the Lost Remote Podcast. This week, guys, we watched Arachnophobia, and it's the story about what happens when the warlock goes to Venezuela to find some new spiders and different insects, and one of them hitches a ride to a small California town, and it's up to Harry Dunn and Dan Connor to save the day. This is a pretty iconic movie. Everybody's, everybody has watched Arachnophobia, I assume, so let's just dive right into it. Gentlemen, how awesome is John Goodman as Delbert. Uh, yes, we were definitely discussing that uh, before you arrived. Yep. Uh, easily one of the best uh, supporting characters in a movie and all ever. That's an official yeah. ranking system. I like the first about two to three times you see Delbert. It's the same music plays for him. Yep. And the how does that I music really go? That. Brian, how's it go? He goes, who wants to describe because like i don't think That's you right. can assume everyone's watched arachnophobia i I'm feel bad. like this is one of those uh i mean of this group sure but i feel like this is one of those ones that once it kind of got out of its couple years it fell out uh like the way that i got the blu-ray was from like Disney redemption points. It wasn't even like on stores for a while, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's not exactly still in rotation. Uh, well, so I think you're right that it's not still in rotation, but anybody who grew up in the nineties had plenty of opportunities to watch this on every movie channel and every cable outlet seemed to play I arachnophobia. Was, I don't know, man. Like, I think you're assuming a lot of our listener base as well. First, yeah, maybe, there's still maybe. a listener base. That's a good assumption, hopefully. But I, I, I don't think they're. I think, I think they're a couple of years younger. So, oh, Des yeah, describe the Goodman as the supporting character. Okay, I'll break it down. So, uh, John Goodman is the local exterminator of this nice little rural California town, and he is. Um, I want to say like. At, when you first meet him, he's very confident in his ability, and he doesn't like um, that people make amateur guesses about his job. Because uh, So he originally gets brought in because Jeff Daniels, who is our main, I guess, hero for this, uh, plays Dr. Ross. Protagonist James. is a good word. Yeah, protagonist. There you go. Uh, plays Ross, Ross protagonist. James. Yeah, Ross protagonist. And uh, Ross moves to this town in... Uh, wants a wine cellar so he's trying to do some work in his cellar and all the woods rotted out and he thinks it's termites and so in comes john goodman's delbert and ross's wife explains what ross thinks and he's like see a professional well it's a good thing you called me in you know so he's just instantly just kind of that little uh i don't know he gives that nice little um performance like right when you meet him and then you just get to see how he uh interacts when he's hunting his insects or arachnoids i really enjoy john goodman in this movie it's it's the he's the best part i believe he always yeah. enjoys meeting a colleague 
Yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, one of them's a doctor <laughs> that, that explores and looks for new uh, insects and arachnoids, and one of them's the local exterminator. Yeah. <laughs> why is all this wood rotting, then? I'll tell bad you why. Bad wood. Bad wood. So what do we do? Tear out bad wood, put in good wood. Just... Goodman rules. I mean, we're jumping. We're, we're obviously jumping. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, how if, we for, for those if who we, haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, you're watching this. John Goodman's character is not a main character. He's kind of barely a main the, reason to watch it. Yeah, he's a good reason to yeah. watch it. But he's not like in it a whole lot. I I think you're halfway through the movie before you're introduced to John Goodman's character to Delbert. Yeah. So, so we already had the uh, uh, the movie opens up. It basically feels like a like Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first thirty minutes or first twenty minutes, yeah. right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, the, so the um, the good professor played by Julian Sands. Uh, he is Doctor James Atherton, and they are in Venezuela, and he has found a um, I guess you would call it a, a natural hidden ecosystem in Venezuela where. Uh, nobody's been there. So they're looking for, um, they go to explore and hire a guy, a photographer named Manly to take pictures of whatever wildlife they find down in this ecosystem. And uh, they find the deadliest spider to ever live. Not known to them. I like the, uh, the way that they collect specimens. They go into this hidden world with animals that are never known and just gas the living hell out of them. Uh, the, yeah. I, I had forgotten about the sound of the clumps when the spiders start hitting the uh, the tins. I, it's pretty fun. The whole the whole first you know get stuff in or bring the spider back into the states uh, catalyst thing is all pretty well done. Plus, how cool is Julian Sands just in general? Like we're gonna do Warlock at some point. I haven't. I never actually watched it. I think I saw like five minutes when I was going through my friend's living room one time, but I really like Julian Sands. I want yes, to see he, more of him. This, he's fantastic in this. And uh, he's very, um, I want to say egotistical, <laughs> just dismiss, dismissive of people, mm -hmm. uh, which is fantastic because it's, it's what I feel like somebody in that position would be like. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got to be self-confident and kind of close yeah, that. I, I don't know if I'd call it egotism. More of a... Um, he... he it, it's something like that, but it's more like he, he doesn't think too highly of others, is rather, rather than being thinking too highly of himself. Okay. Yeah. Probably used to... Yeah. Uh, we all know Julian Sands' most memorable character, though, right? What? I mean, take out, throw your guesses out, or like, what do you, what do you prefer, man? Oh, I'm gonna be him. honest. This, this is, th I don't really recall him in anything else that much. I, I love him in Arachnophobia. I like uh, him in Warlock too. For me, voicing I mean, Valmont well, in Jackie Chan Adventures, because I just love his voice. Dear, I know it's I know it's a cheat, but like he always had like a good he has such a good bad guy voice. Uh, it was so funny, like coming back to arachnophobia and stuff. I'm like, why else do I know this guy when I was watching the last time? 
And actually, that was why I went and watched Arachnophobia again, because I was watching Jackie Chan Adventures a few months ago. And I was like, man, who does that voice? And I was like, I want to watch Arachnophobia now. But, yeah, he should be in more cool stuff. It doesn't seem like he's in as many things as you would think he would be that I would have watched. Um, so anyway. well, I would have thought you have watched Warlock, so <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah, um, sometime. I, I think uh, so. I, I think it was on in my friend's living room, like his parents are watching it. And it was scary, and I was like, "Nah, oh no, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to watch this right now." But it would have been more when it was just out. Scary movie. There was something going on that didn't work for me at the time. This doesn't work for me, man. <laughs> uh, how nice is it that this movie has uh, Jeff Daniels talking to a character named Lloyd? Yeah. Did that pop you at all? Oh, well, it didn't pop me, but it sure did put a smile on my face. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it didn't pop either, but I was like, ah. Now, Lloyd. The future is bright with Lloyd. <laughs> Aw. All right, so what do we talk about with uh, arachnophobia? It, obviously, a lot of good work with the spiders. When this came out, I remembered watching uh, a making of and just the amount of strings and things they had to use to mm-hmm. get the spiders to go where they were going yeah. you know almost a lot of a lot of spiders on this that you're not allowed to get you know not allowed to kill don't want to hurt the spider making a movie yeah mm-hmm. what i really enjoyed about this is i enjoy how this spider they discover this species is uh very cunning and vengeful <laughs> oh yeah you know well I don't, I don't, I don't put a whole lot of, um, not anthropomorphizing the spider too much. I just, none of it really stuck out to me as actual oh, man, those... vengeance. More like just instinct on. It's an aggressive species, so yeah, it's going to appear that way if you want to give it human features. Uh, but uh, no, it's just, I, just an aggressive I was, species. I was mainly talking about how it jumped into the bag and hid until it got back to, like, at the very beginning when they're leaving the tree ecosystem thing where it jumps in onto their... Um, I don't know. You know I think anyone anyone carrying. who's lived a life, which would be everyone, has had moments where, why is this spider here right now in my face? Well, I... I... <laughs> how did it get here? It's just like they, they pop up in the loveliest places sometimes. I don't know. I I I think I'll go with it had like the way they framed its eyes and stuff like that. They gave it motivation and mm-hmm. anger and stuff. I thought. Wow. Um, yeah, I think when when the other ones started falling, it got very upset, and it was going after the the guy that took it. I don't think it intended to hitch a ride to America, but no. <laughs> I think it definitely uh, said, "I want to go screw with uh, the guy who will be." In Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just have to disagree on that one. That's fine. <laughs> it's not fine. You have to agree with me. <laughs> no, I'm no. Just like, no, it's just you know, but shit I, happens. I, it's a shit happens scenario. Yep, exactly yeah. it. I also like the uh, there's a couple other scenes at the very beginning. I like or the towards the beginning. I like uh, when you get to see Manly's body in the jeez in the, in the mortuary like. Holy! <laughs> the look on the the dude's face—he's just like, 
Uh, he immediately go goes to the phone to call the oh. parents. Hey, yeah. uh, I know we agreed on an open casket. <laughs> I like. The, I'll yeah, translate. I like I'll, 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 I'll give the abridged version to the folks. He calls the the parents. You know about the funeral arrangements. It says, uh, "Yeah, open casket ain't happening." Yeah, because <laughs> freaking terror spider needing sustenance for a full ride in the wooden coffin. I mean, it's it's definitely the goriest part of the movie. Yeah, uh, but I, I like the guy that helps him open the crate. And he's like, ah, I'm going to go move the car. <laughs> yeah. the coffin yeah. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then the oh, other uh, <laughs> the other part uh, I really enjoy at the beginning is when um, Jeff Daniels and his wife in the movie are uh, breaking in their new house and then it cuts to the barn to see the the you know the king yeah we get a spider romance scene (laughs) that's something yeah that's what it is it's love folks it's not just mating it's love let's get it on (laughs) yeah that's right give me your web to me (laughs) baby yeah it's uh there's some good witty stuff like I, I, what are the selling points of this movie? I, I think it's, you know, it's fun throughout. Uh, good witty dialogue, like the stuff about, oh, I've got a patient. Hopefully she's, you know, riddled with disease, yeah. you know. Cause, yeah, and then when she does not he's like, what'd you think? I was hoping you'd be riddled with diseases. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, no, no, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Now this movie's got pretty good humor. It's nothing outrageous, you know. I don't believe there were any fart jokes, you know. Um, and uh, it 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 it's something that everyone, you know, as as a scary movie, it's more of a creepy movie, and then near the end, it's a friggin' scary movie. It's but it's mostly creepy crawly throughout the movie, and then the last what twenty twenty minutes is just yeah you're into the spider den yeah this into the spider-verse folks yeah uh, if you don't like spiders it is a terrifying movie i guess yeah it's it's a it's an uncomfortable movie (laughs) did you just scare yourself dude no my my cat cat, my cat did it unannounced (laughs) not not any part except for like tail across thigh like usually it's like into leg and so like it was like as you're talking about spider stuff (laughs) (laughs) i saw the tail flick up behind you just about a second (laughs) about two seconds before you jumped (laughs) oh man yeah Yeah. like like what they're what you guys are saying is is exactly it there's nothing it's it's really not scary. You're just like, oh, someone got, you know, you got bit by a sky- spider and then they die, but it's not really gory. The only one that you actually see, see uh, like, and I, I love it, it the, this shot whenever you get it in movies. And it, it reminds me of vampire movies. Like, whenever I saw this, it instantly took me to From Dust Till Dawn 2, is whenever you see the spider fangs break into the skin on the uh, the king spider, or the general, as they call him in the movie, the general spider. Yeah. Uh, whenever he bites him, you get anybody he bites, you actually see this uh, the teeth sink in the skin. And I just I, that shot just cracks me up. All the, whenever I see it in anything. So, uh, Brian, we've got uh, a dinner party. We've got a popcorn bowl. We've got some oh, other yeah. dining. What's, oh yeah. Uh, 
How's Ma- the food rating Mar- on Arachnophobia? Mar- Margaret's spread is awesome. And I want to talk about how awesome Margaret is and how sad it is that she died. Like, yes. <laughs> she, she was, I think, my, this isn't a sweet treat, but it's close, right? You just, all the signs point to, even before they mention it, because the, the mortuary guy, the mortician, he talks about Margaret when they're doing, you know, preparing her. And uh, she's she's a great wife, great lady, and an excellent cook, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, she's just, she, I don't know, just looking at her, like, when she's next to people, she's real small. She, she, she'd be like, she'd be like an older, like, she... That, I, I figure her to be like an older Alexa Bliss kind of thing. Like she was probably whoever she was married to was probably one of the luckiest guys on earth. That's, <laughs> let's just say that. I like it. She she seemed like an awesome lady, but yeah, her spread was awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed Margaret too. Uh, at the party. At, yeah, I like when she kicked the uh, cat out for the night. I enjoyed that. Yeah. It's like, oh, party's over. Time for you to go outside. But, you know, and then the other thing, you know, we I mentioned earlier that uh, Jeff Daniels is the protagonist, but there are times in this when he's talking to people that it's hard to see him as. a. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe he's the egotistical one in this movie, because I mean, you know what I mean? Like the way he yes. talks about some people and yeah. I feel like he's under a lot of stress. He is. Uh, yeah. The person he gives the most what I guess what Zach's talking about uh, shit to is um, was Lloyd. Which is appropriate, but um, well, Lloyd just, gave that, it to him too, though. Yeah, yeah, it was back and forth. Dale's just a school. He, it's the other doctor. See, okay, the story of our doctor is he he moves to Kanaima to be the new town doctor. He's assured of the position. He's going to have all these patients. And then, oh, oh, the old man doesn't want to retire after they've moved and all this other junk. And I was just like, man, that's that's worthy of a punch in the face. I don't know, yeah, I don't know it, how old you are. Doc, Dr. Metcalf so dickish, too, that he, he couldn't is, call and tell him that he was wanting yeah, he's to. Not he was great. not going to retire. He waits he's until a, he's there to take over the practice. And like, yeah, I'm not retiring. My wife didn't. Not going to give me two. You're not either. <sighs> Screw you, Metcalf. Yeah. Get bit. Get bits. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I hope a spider bites your toe after you get off the treadmill. Hope hope it feels like a damn cougar. Uh, this, okay, <laughs> this movie, as far as characters, also the the mortician, awesome. uh, the whole his his body language and stuff, like his personality is always great. But like the whole he takes his phone off during the wheel, and yeah. like his prep with the popcorn and stuff. There's a lot of little de- delightful. Real butter or fake butter? <laughs> fake. Mimi yeah. wanted that fake butter. Yes, she did. They ca- they cast the town well. Yes, um, they did. It, you notice something else about the mortician? There's only like one or two scenes that he's in in this in his scenes that he is not about to eat or eating food. <laughs> he's doing the he's doing the Brad Pitt Ocean's Eleven, where like my contract means I always have food with me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they uh, steal like half the food from uh, <laughs> the party, <laughs> right? No one called stealing. Margaret's like, "Do you want a box or something?" No, like, you want nah. a doggy bag? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We we have our plates filed. 
piled high. That reminds see what that reminds me is like when people go to to go buffets and they fill their plate or fill their stuff so full <laughs> they can't get it closed. Know, That's what like, I thought about. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, I've come close the, to being that guilty. Yeah, me too. Chinese I, food, man. Yep. I took a trip to Memphis. Uh, this has been about 10 years ago now. And a friend of my dad's had some buddies that were in a barbecue competition, like a West Memphis, uh, like regional tournament thing. And their tent was sponsored by Budweiser and they were cooking all weekend. And like when we showed up, they were like, grab a plate. This is just stuff we're doing for fun while we're doing our main thing. And like, we got just amazing barbecue just hurled at us and, you know, some free beers and stuff. Well, the next day, the Sunday was the actual competition. They were talking about, this guy was talking about how ready he was with his ribs. Like his ribs, ribs were good to go. And we're like, those sound awesome. But we were going to go watch the Thunder Grizzlies game. We're like, we'll be here after. We get out of the game. Triple overtime loss. Bummed about that. Highs and lows, all that. Call the guy. And he's like, guys, we won. Championship Memphis ribs. Are you kidding me? Like, he's, we're like, nice. do you still have something? He's like, we've got them waiting. We get there. No ribs. Some dude loaded them all up in a bag. They were like, oh, someone still had a garbage bag with them. Somebody took a garbage bag of <laughs> all the championship ribs. And so we watched our team lose a triple overtime game that they were leading multiple times it should have closed, followed by losing the opportunity to try the best ribs in Memphis and all around. You really should have known. All the signs were there. Yeah. Triple overtime, so you're going to be late. Sign number one. It was a loss, so that's one disappointment, and fate loves to stack that stuff. And then you get a call. You call him, and he says, "We won." So now you're like, "Oh, these were championship ribs. Are there any left?" He said, "Yes, there are." You should have known. You should have known something was going to happen. Yeah, like the table gets overturned, Brian, or something like that, and they all fall on the ground, or yeah, <laughs> something bad was coming. Yep. So all there. I've experienced the someone else grabbed all the food. I just. Had to get that off my chest. And I want to try those ribs. Mm. I just Speaking want some ribs, of spiders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of spiders, they don't have uh, ribs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good job like of of the way the movie escalates. I, I just think it's a it's a really well yeah. done movie. Yes, I think it, it builds really well. It flows really well. Um I was pretty sad when the football player died. He just trying, he's just trying to make the team. Gets pulled in from the bench and dies on the first play. It's a real play. shame. I mean, he knew the play like the back of his hand. Yeah, and what's amazing is they said run the same play and they didn't. He was replacing the receiver that went to the shower and they did not run the same route or line up on the same side of the line as, <laughs> of the offensive line. Good, good, good spot, Zach. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how the player that gets kicked out tells the coach because his son threw a shitty pass. <laughs> <laughs> Get that garbage mouth in the shower. 
What's about that? I got some work for you. Come see my boys. <laughs> Is there any more awkward time for a local doctor than annual physicals? Like, I don't uh, know. I think, I think they're, I think they're professional enough about it. It, it becomes like whatever to them. I, you know, I've had a physical or two back when I used to play sports, but I never had to do it in a room with 70 other guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know they're professionals and stuff like that. And it's like, it's, but if you just think of the quantity like that you have to just, work through. The like, quantity is the what makes it uh, like yeah. ho-hum. I mean, that's what makes it like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just but, in such a short period of time. So, so this doctor now, this, you know, this would never happen. He, I don't know if he, he didn't even put on a glove and he was going around touching all them boys' balls. I'm pretending he had a glove on. And he doesn't change it. STDs just ran rampant in that locker room. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what? The first, the first one had herpes, and so every other one got it. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tone it down and be like, eh, just crap. Going with this podcast. Why <laughs> try to make you cut something out? No, I'm not gonna cut it out. You're not gonna cut this it out. This is gonna just reflect terribly on you. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> None of this is about spiders. Yeah, except for the crabs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh funniest use of crabs, uh Aqua Teen episode, Carl, right? With the yep. uh the enlarging big, ray. Giganto raid or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I swear yeah. that that show. Okay, little sidebar. That show has made me laugh the hardest I've ever laughed, and for a long period, like I'm gonna die because <laughs> I'm laughing so damn. Certain, hard. certain. Are you are you referring to a certain scene or just overall? Yes, scene. One scene. One 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 whole episode pretty much got me. Which episode? Uh, it's the episode where Frylock uh, develops a super toilet for Carl. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna be like the predator. Oh, yeah. Only a... Oh, you're. I know which. I know which part you're talking about. I remember the, the conversation. Yeah. It's the eyes. Why do my knees feel like they want to tear up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You sure, you want to wake him up because if I woke up looking like that, I'd walk towards the nearest thing and kill it <laughs> i think that's if i i might be misaligning it but i think that line also was like mark's favorite i think you guys kind of combo on that if i remember yeah, correctly. it wouldn't shock me that's just one of my favorites if i was <laughs> i don't know frylock if i woke up <laughs> looking like that i'd reach out for the first thing i could find and just <laughs> kill it <laughs> Aquatinophobia. Yeah, uh, aquatinophobia. Now spiders. <laughs> they uh, like it juice. They like juice. Yeah, speaking <laughs> about MCP pants. Yep. Yeah, the, that? Moth, the, the moth likes the juice. Yeah. Moth monster man. Uh, yeah, good times. Uh, what what helpful information do we have for someone who's saying should I watch Arachnophobia tonight? Uh, I think you should watch it because it is actually an excellent watch because it's like. We are definitely not doing it justice so far. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> but we're having fun. And yeah, that's really yeah. the point. Yeah. 29 episodes deep, and we're like, how do we tell you about a movie not well? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is it, folks. No, nah, no, nah, it's a great story about a family moving out into the country. And this, uh, wouldn't you know it, this guy has a, the doctor, 
has a huge case of arachnophobia, hence, you know, the title of the movie. The title of the movie is, you know, pretty, it's an excellent title of a movie to make sure that people with this particular <laughs> ailment does not see it. Do Content warning. It. Yeah. yeah. The title. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, but yeah, it's, throughout the movie, you get, you get spots of the spiders, and you, the thing, the plot ramps up. People start dying around the town mysteriously, and coincidentally, they were just examined by the new doctor. So he gets the nickname Doctor Death. And, and and how great was it when Metcalf had his episode that his wife said, "Well, thank God you didn't and <laughs> you didn't see yes, him this morning." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, he's vindicated by. The death of the uh, competition in town, yeah. instead of immediately a suspect. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and then I'm he does a little didn't dance. Waste a bunch of time with that, like yeah. Well, that I mean, could have eaten up fifteen minutes of a worse movie. Yeah, yeah. luckily the wife was a witness, and, and you know, yeah, he was just bitten by a spider, and you know, he was like, "Call Doctor Jennings," blah blah blah. <laughs> Call Jennings is like, yeah, but yeah. This guy has a crippling fear of spiders. So everyone else has a healthy fear of spiders once they realize these spiders will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but that just compounds our protagonist's problem. Yes. And I also like how he gets his wife to take care of the first spider, because, and that's when you definitely find out he's afraid. But then whenever he wouldn't, he was so timid to go just look at the web, which is just before we knew there were killer spiders. Yeah. But he was just so scared to look at the web. And that then was... he had an excellent moment when he got absolutely assaulted by the dead bird that was wrapped in web. And <laughs> that really mouse? is a mouse. That yeah, the bird. mouse flew on him. There's definitely a bird in there somewhere, but like, yeah. Yeah. So that really helped him out. I bet getting the web all over him in a sudden scare and then a fall—it's just you know, good times. <laughs> it's therapy, Ross. Yeah, he gets some excellent therapy, especially at the, the end of the movie. Yeah. The other thing I found kind of weird about, or one of the things I found kind of weird about this, is how um, uh, Atherton how he has that like killer poisonous spider in his office. And he's playing with the web to feed it. And then, you know, who everybody knew that was coming back, right? Like when you watch this, like, can you remember the first time you knew when he was playing with the web with the spider in his office that he was going to play with the web of the killer spider? There's, uh, yeah, so that was one of the things I was going to talk about. This movie is not shy about setting stuff up and foreshadowing and... Yeah, there's no. probably 30 different things that they, you know, loop together <laughs> and it's fine. Like, you know, it's but like I I think that's one of the one of the ones, you know, there's just a lot of like built in foreshadowing. In yeah, this movie. it's it's great. I yeah, it's it's fun. It you know, if if you're trying to be an M. Night Shyamalan movie or something, you know, you got to keep the twist like something like this. It's fun when you get to do the, you know, like the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing to the TV screen thing. Like, oh, that's the thing they were doing, you know. Yeah, there's um, there's a minor twist in this movie, but it's not a big one. It's something you're pretty much aware of it going to happen. But it, it you know, the characters finally, it's more of a twist for the characters rather than the audience. Because the audience sees what happens mm -hmm. beforehand. And then the characters finally realize where the actual nest of the spiders <sighs> Are. A twist. 
Yep, what a twist. Uh, and and, like... and funny enough, uh, the uh, the actual town exterminator is the one who gives the first clue. Is is like, well, you know, your your average spider would find your barn a little drafty this time of year. <laughs> he knows his stuff. He does. What's uh, any? <laughs> What's this, like, what's this egg sack going to look like? <laughs> it's going to be pulsating about the standard, size of a standard, 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 standard egg sack. Standard egg sack. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a standard egg sack. <laughs> I like when he, uh, they ask for the map and Chris, the, the professor's assistant, uh, or asked for the map and then Delbert, were you planning on moving up here? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Not with this giant spider infestation. Yeah, it seems like a nice place to set up shop. Um, yeah. So yeah, a really fun movie. Uh, any other thoughts on Arachnophobia? I the love main... uh, John Goodman stepping up at the end. Rock and roll. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like him. I, I don't know how many times we got to say it. Yeah, that, dude, yeah, it's he's he's awesome. the best character he's got, in the movie. Got, one of my favorite moments is when he just he sprays the spider multiple <laughs> times because he runs into one of the spiders earlier in the movie, or not earlier, but you know before the end of the movie, obviously. Yeah. And he sprays it a couple times. He's like, then he gives a nice little spit off to the side off screen, and he's just like, and just walks up and does a like crunch, and he just breathes in. He's like. <sighs> And the dog starts barking. It's like, yeah. And what's he say, man? I just said it, but uh, yeah, I'm bad. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So have you ever seen any of the deleted scenes from this? No. I have only seen one, and it was from Monster Vision way back in the day. And uh, so the sheriff does not survive this night. He oh, gets it, killed after he drops off Delbert. He's driving back to town, and there's a spider in the car, and it kills the sheriff. Oh no! So that—that's the deleted scene I've seen. But yeah, I remember watching it on Monster Vision. Oh, bizarro spoilers! I didn't look up to see if it had been reviewed. I need to did go back it, and did it, did it cut to uh, Jim Carrey on a moped laughing? <laughs> Arthur, are you doing the itsy bitsy spider? Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the scene. There's the scene for um the arachnophobes. Like this whole movie's full of crap for the arachnophobes not to see, or regular people who just you know everyone's got a reaction to spiders, even people who have yeah. them. Right? It's like, but that scene in particular with that music, yeah. That was hilarious. The two girls in the room trying to scare. We we can't sleep. We keep scaring each other. Well, then stop. I don't know. I think the hilarity of the scene was uh, overshadowed by the creepiness of the scene and the impending death of one of the little girls as the spider came down from the ceiling. I, I have to say, like when I mentioned earlier about everyone's got those moments where spiders came out of nowhere, my in particular one which stuck with me for a good while. Does everyone remember those like rocking gamer chairs mm-hmm. that didn't have legs? They were just sitting on the ground and they were curved mm-hmm. on the bottom. Yeah. I had one of those and I was rocking back and forth in it. <laughs> yep. You already know what's happening. He was and Nick this Foley was, in it. Yeah. I was just rocking back and forth, you know, watching, uh, I can't remember what I was watching cause I didn't care because what happened was 
Like it's a, obviously an important part of the story. Yeah, it's not. It's like I think I might have either been playing a video game or watching something. Anyway, it had to do with the TV and the a spider, a nice big one, probably about the size of uh, a little bigger than a quarter, like did its little web thing from the ceiling directly in the path of my face. <laughs> and I sure did collide with that spider oh, in no. the face. In the face. <laughs> in the face. It's like slow-mo. No! It's like, I can't stop because the rock is coming back up. I can't. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's not. It was. It was good nightmare fuel. Just right. I'm sure the spider enjoyed it, too. It was probably thinking, And I was like, get off my face! You know... So, Arthur, we mentioned how this movie calls back. You mentioned it, and it doesn't, it's not bad. My favorite is the, um, at the very end, when Jeff Daniels kills the king spider, or whatever, the general spider, and he uh, shoots it with that nail gun. And his even remark after, nice shot. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. This is a fun movie. It, it's really great. It sets up stuff, and it actually delivers it. And it's, uh, I enjoy that with stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it set it up the rotted wood, you know. It, we made the big deal about the rotted wood, wood and, and it set it up for the end of the movie. Bad wood. What, yeah, what, what should I do with it? Huh. Tear it out. Get good wood. I, I also like whenever he's looking at his wine collection and he shakes up the bottle. Of wine. Yeah, I was going to mention that one. <laughs> I collect old beer bottles myself. Yeah, beer cans. Your husband might want to take a gander. <laughs> I got a I got a seventy two night with the misprint. Uh, you yeah, might be interested in it. He might want to take a gander. Amazing. He is amazing character. Uh, yeah, John Goodman, amazing in this. Yeah. Uh, Brian, like you were mentioning uh, before, Zach got here. You know, pretty underrated in those characters. I mean, yeah. Walter is yeah. a supporting actor, but does he have other like? Drop you know, in that's, that's the thing. I, I was wondering, and I, I was like, now I'm kind of curious, because he's so good at it, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, come on. There's got to be other stuff. I'm sure there is. We just got to find it. Yeah. Kind of trying to think, you know. Maybe next episode. Or maybe we can just look at his filmography right now while someone says something. Uh, we yeah. could. I'm saying words to buy some time. I'm saying lots of stuff. It's really fine. We're looking it up. John Goodman. Yeah, um, yeah we so, know his name. <laughs> thinking, like in the 90s as far as like character work. Yeah, around that. Like I, I would just say anything. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to limit it. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be able to pick out character stuff yeah well, he, was I, a, he was a leading man for so much of that yeah he was it's just whenever he would do his side stuff it, it was so awesome I, it is he voiced I'm, something in ratchet and clank he was robot santa robot santa is a great character in futurama <laughs> he's so he's fun in no brother where art thou for sure yes he's i yeah he's great in no brother yeah art, yeah yeah that was good He's just great. Uh, Good Lord. Let's face it. Having John Goodman as long as we have is is quite a treat. Yeah. He's a national treasure. He's been a large port man most of it. 
Um, you know, he'll slim down sometimes. Uh, it's good that we've had him doing what he does for this long. Yeah. You know, my favorite John Goodman role is in The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Is it? Where he played the Oklahoma cop. Oh, what an amazing <laughs> role. That probably sounds like one of the, the roles we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just scanning the filmography, and it was it was his the follow-up to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> so have you seen it? No. So you lied to us. <laughs> oh, crap. He did it. He, did it. he obviously did uh, Fred Flintstone more than once. His yeah. first his first TV movie, 1983, The Face of Rage, he played Fred. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, that's that's Fred Flintstone right there. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I forgot about him as the coach. Oh yeah. Oh man. That'd be some character. <clears throat> yeah. Something called Chud, 1984. He's the cop in a diner. <laughs> Casey's gonna absolutely eat you alive for just going something called Chud. Yeah. Let me Chud's, let me Chud's let me free. click it just in case I've seen it and don't know the title. Uh, cannibal. Uh, what is it? Cannibal humanoid underground dwellers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go go ahead and and rip me because I I don't believe I've seen it. That's fine. He'll just go. Brian hasn't seen Chud. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I haven't seen Chud. They even had it on. Uh, a, on a, <laughs> they even did it on a on a, on a I may have seen it. I just I'll have to watch in, it, but knowing I just didn't it's get Chud. To catch that one. Yeah, I was did playing. You ever see matinee? I did see matinee, and it's one of those ones that I think probably benefits from seeing it again now. Uh, I remember it not quite being what I expected, and not, not quite was. getting where I wanted it to. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, so I saw it when it came out, and that was enough at the time. Um, yeah, that's I, I saw it in the early '90s, whenever it first was released. So I've not watched it. I've kind of forgot it existed. Yeah. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Are there any sweet treats to actually? Share? Yeah. yeah my I, I had a cure like my sweet treat was some sometimes it's something i'll click on you know something's like oh I, I need that 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 pops out to me like you know the name of the warehouse in um in a demonic toys and stuff like that and what popped out to me was at really early in the movie and i just i had to go back and make sure i heard correctly uh before i made a fool of myself and uh at the beginning of the movie there's an expedition to find rare species and unknown, well, obviously rare, but unknown species of uh, insects in this location, this isolated location. And um, this location apparently is referred to, and this is what struck me as odd, as the rain desert. So this this struck me because like any they said the doctor said uh, the professor said uh, anything any man that goes to the rain desert uh, never returns is what the legend is or whatnot. So I was like, well, that's weird. For I wanted to know if that would be correct for a scientist to say, and and it's it's not. It must be a local terminology that he's translated. But there are things called like rain shadows, which are basically caused by. Uh, mountain ranges, which Venezuela has plenty of, but while researching this, I, I discovered that what what there is something of a a dry spell in Venezuela, even though they have rainforest, 
and uh, it's actually drier than most of the rest of the continent, as I understand. But it's it it has like um, pretty low precipitation for rainforest area, and I think that's pretty much a, a kind of indicator that they may have done a little bit of research in this, obviously, about the the location and the isolation of the geography, because there's geography there that would cause a rain shadow, but it's not what causes it. It's more like the the actual focus of the rainforest, what causes it to rain all the time, shifts to the south during the winter, and it causes, and and the cool air from the Atlantic causes a, a, dr a drying effect in the local region. So that's that's something, I guess. And so there actually might be a, a limit of rain, and it causes a, a lot of uh, sunshine rather than cloud cover. So it, it actually might heat up a lot there. Hmm. Uh, also, I also found out there is pretty much a perpetual thunderstorm in Venezuela. So it's like Jupiter? Yeah. Uh, it's a thunderstorm that occurs about 300 days out of the year. Jeez. I was like, well, that's wicked. It's considered Sounds to be like the biggest pro production of ozone on the planet. So I was like, oh, okay. I, uh, it's I a, it's want to spend a ton of time there. Yeah, well, I, I actually would. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I'd be like, like, oh, rain. Well, it's just, yeah. Yeah, there's a lower amount of precipitation. So there might have been something akin to it being called a rain desert because there's no rain there. Right. No, I was talking about the part where it is thunderstorming the whole time. Yeah. But they get the a desert one. Runner has less water runoff there in the caverns that they go in to find the spiders. Okay. That's it. That's it for Sweet Tree. <laughs> I, I just thought it was weird. It just popped out to me. I was like, rain desert? <laughs> you mean <laughs> desert? <laughs> It's like that tends to be the indication of a desert. Is, I mean, that's a cool term. I did not catch yeah. up on that. Yeah, it was yeah like, it's the very first one of the first things he talks about. And yeah, when but, they're on, and their then way. he says we we small game hunters don't uh, walk, we fly. Right. I, I I the, but it just didn't like resonate with me. And then they landed and walked to where they needed to go. Right. Well, you know, and then like walked back with the body. It's, you know. Walk back with the, the baddest spider alive. Geography. Sure. Yep. They flew north. Uh, pairings first or rankings? Which one do you want to do? Oh, we'll do some pairings. Um, I'll go first since I picked this one. Zach uh, wants to get his locked in. Before oh, I, well, I do because Brian, Brian either like. No, I got my pick. I, I know your it. pick. I know your pick is nowhere near my pick. What's my pick, Brian? I just know it's nowhere. I know what uh, my pick is, and I know it's nowhere near where I'm picking. When I watched this last week after we talked about it, I uh, did pair it up with something immediately, and uh, I watched Eight-Legged Freaks <laughs> afterwards, so that's what I'm going with is Arachnophobia Which, and Eight-Legged Freaks. And, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You know, I forgot Scarlett Johansson was in that. <laughs> well, this is before she got big. That was, that was yeah, like... That, that was before. This is uh, before. I think it's before Ghost World, even. Uh, I think it might have been right after. Uh, okay. I think, and then not too long after that, it was um, Lost in Translation. I assume that really took her off. Yeah. So I think uh, A Legged Freaks is from like oh one or oh two. So something like that. 
Ooh. And, you know, the, the, the spiders in that just couldn't kill David Arquette. That's a, a lead into another movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would watch uh, probably, uh, I'd watch uh, Arachnophobia first and then Eight Legged Freaks. No. Because Arachnophobia well, is crap, that was my movie. First. Oh, well, you should, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Nowhere right, near my movie. My movie? All right, you ready for this? Uh, you ready? Here's yeah. mine. My movie's Crawl. Oh. Crawl. I've not seen it. Crawl. Alligator one? No. Crawl? Crawl. With the crawl like blade? The glaive? The glaive, yeah. Yeah. Because nice. of the spider scene in that. I forgot the spider scene. Uh, which which are you doing first? Oh, uh, we'll do... Oof. I think I think what we'll do is if we've got it, it depends who we're watching it with. Uh, no, I think we'll watch Arachnophobia first for you know if we got somebody who's actually creeped out by spiders, and they'll watch Arachnophobia and we're like just get through it and then we'll watch Crawl. You know if they haven't seen both movies, you know if they haven't seen both movies, it's an excellent trick to play on them. It's like yeah you know, you know we'll you know we'll, we'll get through Arachnophobia and then you watch Crawl. It's a fantasy flick. It's a, you know you'll be all right, and then that scene will come up and they'll be like I hate you. I hate you. It was like, yeah, because this one's creepier. <clears throat> yeah, crawl's creepier than arachnophobia. Spider scene in that. Um, I like it. That's yeah. really funny. Um, yeah. trying to think. There's some other movies with like really good, like effective, like web scenes and stuff like that. But I think all right. So obviously, I was thinking Eight Legged Freaks as well. Um, but I'm gonna go with the movie. That I wanted to watch right after Eight Legged Freaks, then, uh, which would be Piranha 3D. Because <clears throat> uh, I, I actually had like, I thought there was a good sequel between the two of those. If you would have combined Eight Legged Freaks and Piranha, um, if you would have teamed like those spiders up, and like I, the idea I had at one point is those spiders are like riding on one of the piranhas and like hurling piranhas at them. And I think the real motivation there was mm-hmm. you had like Elizabeth Shue, hot, hot cop. And then you had, who was it? Carrie were in eight legged freaks, hot cop. And I thought you could like have them team together. And then Arquette and, uh, uh, what's his face teamed up as well. Um, I, I just thought it'd be a great, combo movie yeah and scarlet in, in the water and on the beach <sighs> sounds fun <clears throat> so arachnophobia piranha 3d uh rankings be interesting <laughs> zach you get to go first uh okay uh your I... top three well here on the lost robot podcast we like to rate the greatest movie of all time that is only done between the movies that we have seen. Zach, your top three movies are Lost Boys, Scrooged, and New Nightmare. Does it break your top three? It, it's not going to break my top three. Okay. What's Where my next three? Ooh, Evil Dead, Fright Night, Poltergeist. I will put this after the first Evil Dead. So this is going to be my new number five. Better than Fright Night to you. Yes, I love this movie. 
I know it didn't seem like it with today's show, but I really, really love this. No, movie. I don't think it, we uh, we didn't we didn't crap on it at all. We just you know we just didn't know how to approach it too well because it's good. Helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've uh, been crapping on movies a bunch lately. Yeah, it threw me it threw me off. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I could have been cheap, you know, and I could have been like, you know, and remember when they said, you know, you, you know, you basically exact, you'll know when you see it, Ed Holly, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were mentioning John Goodman and stuff where he was also like a an, another care, supporting character. Have you ever seen One Night at McCool's? It's been a long time. I used to watch it a lot, though. I definitely saw it at least ten times. Yeah, he used to come on Stars like every day for months. <laughs> just, I don't anyway, remember when I was watching it, but yeah. I'm just curious. I really enjoy One Night at McCool's, and he's he's pretty fantastic in that as well. I don't remember a minute. So. It's a great movie, though. I, I was looking at it the other week. I think it's like a $40 DVD or something. I can't remember. Are you serious? Uh, it's one of those ones that didn't get on further volumes. I don't I don't know. I, it was enough that I didn't buy it, and I'd been interested in watching it again. Is it at McCool's? Yeah. Yeah, one night. Um, I might be Mr. No, it's a $6 DVD. I'm lying. Maybe I just Fibber. didn't. I was just well, wondering if you got the DVD with it. Because to have a high-end entertainment system, you have to have the DVD. got to have the DVD. I remember that now. DVD. Yeah. <sighs> this is... I mean, this is sold by someone... Hey, I don't know. I don't know what I was looking at. Oh, yeah, Goodman's right there on the snow globe. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian. Your top three. New Nightmare. Batman Returns. Paul Tergergergeist. Keep going. Scrooged. Return to Oz. The Blog. Demonic Toys. All right, stop. Uh, this is uh, better than Return to Oz for me. Okay. That's a number, so, so what a letter? number five. Yeah, I was going to say, what letter is that, Arthur? <laughs> for Spider. Hmm. <laughs> for fear for itsy fitsy fangs spider phenom 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 fun times alright my top three Falling Batman Returns floor. Lost Boys New Nightmare and the Warriors Scrooged Fright Night Return to Oz. This one's weird. That Scrooge and that Fright It's all your night. fault. You did this to yourself. Uh, no, it's it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your lineup. Putting this movie in the lineup, like, <laughs> like it's not even like not like I don't I agree with it. It's more like wow, I wouldn't want to put arachnophobia in this lineup. <laughs> Well, I've got it. I've got it in my head better than Return to Oz. Oh, that's that's my probably... bad. Recency bias. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think the number of times I've watched Arachnophobia versus the other games. Yeah. I remember Fright Night being a lot more fun when we watched it last time than I, you know, than I'd remembered. But I still don't like go back to it. But I would watch Arachnophobia like anytime. I think I've got it. Uh-huh. In between Warriors and Scrooge, yeah. Scrooge is a better movie, but yeah, 
All right, it's after so what, Scrooged. So what place? Oh, is that the number six for you, then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we all pretty much ballparked it. It's yeah, right it's there. a great movie. People yeah, should watch that. it. We had, a, we had a movie crack the top ten collectively. It's amazing. Yay. We yeah. all agreed that Delbert is so much fun. Yes. <laughs> it's a top for Brian and I, it's a top five movie. For Arthur. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The reason it's up there so much is because of that character. Oh yeah. If he was not in that movie, it yeah. probably wouldn't be that good. Yeah, it still Jeff moves Daniels' along character is not. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah it, it, as as a movie, it'd be it, it would it would still rank up there, but him being in there in the mix really mm-hmm. added something like a multiplier to its greatness. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, that really that really spiced everything up, brought everything up some some levels. You know, oddly enough. What? Yeah, and what did he say at the very end? Whenever he says. Uh, Oh, it's when Jeff Daniels says "nice shot" or something like that, and John Goodman grabs like, "You're welcome" or something, <laughs> something like that. Well, I mean, I think that's a general "you're welcome." We got you out of the hell house. Yeah, no, it's just the perfect timing on it, though. <laughs> I, I like the idea of being able to call a place a hell house that isn't actually haunted. Mm. Yeah. All all it takes to become a hell house is for one shot spiders to be infesting the whole damn thing, and it's like, oh, that's a hell house. <laughs> <laughs> And the spider infestation was enough. They're like, you know what? We're going back to San Francisco. I think it was, yeah. Well, it was, yeah. And I, Which I also now that enjoyed... town doesn't have a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, what a dick. Now, yeah, the doctors just seem to be dicks in this movie. Let's just, let's just put it all. I, I also like how Jeff, Jeff Daniels is saving that $170 bottle of wine or whatever, and then the earthquake spills the whole bottle out when they move back to San Francisco. It's not a good place. <sighs> He just has karma because he's kind of dickish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, literally don't want to say anything about it, but I finally got caught up in Loki. I'm really enjoying that. Uh-huh. It's taking people to some weird places, so that's been I I am enjoying Loki as well. Um, the most recent episode. Very well executed. I'm very much enjoying where that's going. And... Looking forward uh, to some Black Widow what, next week. I believe it's so. Pretty much here. <sighs> I, I've watched. The I am of Bosch. Still so upset about Black Widow's placement in the release. It should have taken Captain Marvel's spot. Um. So I get what you're saying. Well, I'm saying that because the only reason Captain Marvel got that spot was a marketing decision. They wanted to plug her as the new face, the new lead. I, And it's not going anywhere. I think they needed their cosmic badass, though, to get ramped in there. Yeah, I, but she, she didn't need her own movie first. They could have shown that after. Yeah, I... Kind of like with the. I Black think what's going to make sense with Black Widow is I think it's I think when when it's done being watched, we'll see these branches from it that are going to sow seeds for this this wave far more than they were for the previous one. Um, yeah, I, I'm I I think it's a conversation to revisit after seeing how it's executed. 
Yeah, well, that's the problem. It's like it, it, this that movie was supposed to be released way back. The it was still be supposed to be released like, a year. It was a year after Endgame is when it yeah, was supposed to be released. Yeah, but it was, it was supposed to be out by now. It was supposed oh, to be right. out in like March of 2020. Right. Or maybe May of 2020. May of 2020. It was like May 5th. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, I, I will welcome it. I will watch some Taskmaster. I will see well, <laughs> what's the Soviet cap. Like, I don't know. I'm looking. I don't know. It's, I, it might be Red Star who gives a shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I think he'll be fun Yeah okay I'm pretty excited to see Hopper In his first Soviet role before he Becomes a Soviet role in Stranger wow. Things Season 4 Why is he getting typecast as Ruski? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know uh, I'm pretty Anxious for the Tomorrow War That's coming out Dropping on Prime Anxious no clue. Yeah, I'm really, well, I'm excited. Sorry, I'm nervous. <laughs> I am actually nervous because I watched uh, I watched Army of the Dead and how much hype that got. So I might watch it. What's tomorrow war? Yeah, it's it comes out tomorrow. Mm. Chris Pratt. It's a uh, war in the future. Everyone's too much of a wuss to fight it, so they go back to the past and bring people <laughs> to the future to fight it for them. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a war about how millennials would handle it. Hey Brian, <laughs> yeah, you're a you're a millennial. Uh, born on the cusp, my friend. I really don't count. You do count. Nope. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't I like Tomorrow Man or Future Man's on Hulu? That might wind up doing. I'm not uh, speak, like I'm talking about you know the soy latte boys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> and it ain't me. Yeah. I, um. I don't know. I, I don't trust many direct to streaming action anything. We'll see. Anymore. Okay. I got bad news for you. You might have to get used to it. I understand. At some point. Uh, it, I don't like it either, but that didn't bother me. Uh it 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 does for me if theaters start to go the way of the dodo. Because theaters are the supreme way to watch certain movies well and the effort and some of the stuff that's put in them yeah you know, it's yeah it's tell me about it yeah but you know the production isn't isn't the only end all be all that's going to be a problem sometimes yeah. other things well are we've talked about this before where arthur um and I, maybe not on air but arthur has a very strong uh distrust of netflix of canceling stuff before they let it run yeah, but so, that doesn't count with movies. No, but it's 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 a part of the streaming problem because, I mean, it's, it's not what so, I'm factoring in here. It's they they specifically like skip color grading steps because they're like, yeah, people are just going to watch them on that button on their screen where they have it. They want it to have like a brighter look, where like you're not actually doing like the lighting for a cinema and stuff. Like they're skipping steps that make it look like a movie. Um, yeah, for some it makes it look things. a lot cheaper, yeah. and that gets to me when it's supposed to be this big budget equal to Hollywood blah blah. Yeah, you know, like when they decide all of a sudden, you know what we need in our movie? Uh 60 frames per second. <laughs> oh, I still I have hate, a I bit hate of a TVs. problem with that. <laughs> I hate TVs. I like okay, here fine. Here's a little side rant. I was watching um I think I was watching some 
horror movies at a friend's house, or you know, we were all watching. It might have been, I can't remember what it was. Might have been one of the house movies, but I was like, I was watching it, and I go, "What the hell is going on here?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" It's like something's wrong, and it's partly because I'm in the business of looking at frame rates and stuff. You know, I, I know I'm like, I'm supposed to notice things, right? Differences like this, and I go, "Something's wrong." And it's, I don't know what it is. It, it seems like the the picture isn't moving right. And they're like, what, what? And it, and I had to complain about, not complain, but I did, I kept mentioning this, like it's some weird, like strange event that's occurring that I'm not, I can't explain some phenomena. And they're like, oh, our TV has this weird, like Hertz thing where it fills in the frames. I was like, oh, that's why this looks like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's in, artificially increasing the frame rate of a movie. I hate you people. I <laughs> hate <laughs> whoever thought that was a good idea. Mm -hmm. It's like, maybe just play it at the good God. Sorry. No, you're good. Anyway, on a more Safe positive note, um, I guess um, what I was mentioning before you got here, I almost mentioned it and I was like, I'll save it for the podcast. I, I, I finally watched Unbeknownst to me, I watched it just before it was taken off HBO Max, uh, Underwater. Oh, good. What'd you think? Yes. Well, it was exactly what I thought, you know, because I knew what it was um, going into it, just watching it, you know, just deciding to watch it because I was like, I, I said it was like a basically a um, Lovecraft era kind of, not era, but Lovecraftian lore type of thing, but just kind of mystery involved in the giant squid man below. But, um, yeah, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, um, the execution of many of the deaths. Mm -hmm. Like the, the instant implosion was a good time. Like not, not to experience it personally being there or being <laughs> the one imploding, but just just viewing it happening on the screen with all also, the reactions and also stuff. not to give out very specific stuff since we weren't doing underwater but yeah i i just think it's a really well executed 90 minute claustrophobic sprint you know and i guess a sweet treat for people who don't who haven't seen it yet and they want to plan to see it well you can't watch it on hbo max anymore but yeah i guess so, suppose you can find it somewhere i did i didn't i wasn't aware that i'd be seeing uh, Kristen Stewart in her underwear so much. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Bonus. It's half the movie. Oh, I wouldn't say that. It's it's like little spits and spats. It's, and, and it's none part of the, of the uh, ties to Alien, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. But one of the moments is not a fun moment for her anyway. She's like curling and had terrible time. She's just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go kneel here in a fetus position for a second just to catch my bearings. <laughs> It's intense. It's good. Yeah. I thoroughly recommend it. I'm glad you got a chance to see it. Yeah. Remind um, me of the kind of like a Cthulhu tech game. <clears throat> so, and somebody told me that's a thing. Like, yes. To me, I guess let's just talk about it after, but like, Okay. There's a certain bit. I mean, you already kind of gave away some of the lead about where it goes at the end, but it's like so much of the movie isn't that. And someone's like, oh, yeah, that's how Lovecraftian stuff works. And I'm like, yeah, 
Okay, but it, you know, it's, well, it seems like it's a different movie until that. Well, I already knew it was going on, and I watched it anyway and enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand there are people with the oh spoilers. I just think that's the real. Oh, I don't even mean that. I'm just saying like. Yeah. Yeah. There's implications early on. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm not. I'm, yeah, for folks who are listening, there. Like, it's not like I was like give away, you know, the M Night Shyamalan twist at the end. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, water kills him. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's your real <laughs> for these guys. We saw a different movie. <laughs> so they're. Not, I was talking about the M Night Shyamalan so twist at the, constantly yeah. dying. <laughs> in a perpetual state of dying in the water. Oh man, no, I love I I love underwater. I I watched it and then I immediately watched it again like two days later when I first saw it. So, so yeah. nice. Yeah. And I also watched you No know, Terrifier again for previewing potential. You know, <laughs> suggesting it for you guys. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to give it the snuff test. Uh, Zach, did you say the snuff test? <laughs> yes. Oh. Is it a snuff test? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's your question, Arthur? Any anything watched that you're tossing out or? Um, no. I like I said, I just finished the the series of Bosch, which uh, I don't know if y'all have seen it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's just wrapped its seventh season and is ending the show run of Bosch, but. The main character of Bosch and the character that plays his daughter are going to do an, a, a Bosch spinoff. So apparently the character's not done. So, so <laughs> but Bosch. This show's over. The character and they're gonna do... in the show Bosch is Bosch. Yeah. And they're doing a spinoff. And he's the star of that. Bosch. As a, yeah, as the same character. As he's doing it, a spinoff. Maybe he's going to go join the Cheers revamp as Bosch. Instead of like when Cheers lost Frasier and he did Frasier. Maybe they're going to do a reverse Frasier. So if you watch the show, and we won't do spoilers, I think it's about the Bosch. (laughs) (laughs) The Bosch series is about him as a detective. And I think the spinoff is going to is the spinoff is going to be about his life after being a detective. Oh, Uh, like owning a restaurant or something. Yeah. hopefully, uh, Hopefully he's like posting like. I'd like, I'd like to take this moment since it was mentioned. Uh, I'd like to con- congratulate Frasier for being one of the most successful spinoff shows ever. Sure. I think it's the most successful spinoff yeah. show ever. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to be certain because I wasn't aware. <sighs> That's an interesting question. Uh, Whenever I hear spinoff the, shows. Some of the yeah. 70s, right? Like uh, Archie well, Bunker yeah. and didn't they have some? Uh... Yeah, the Jeffersons. Oh, the uh, the 70s sitcom extended universe. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Well, I'm just I'm just thinking about like if we're if we're talking about the. Uh... I just I just got reminded of uh, in Stay Tuned when it goes to Three's Company. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes me pop. Come and knock on our door. Um, Daria of Beavis and Butthead is a good one. Um, but I think Frasier is yeah. better. I'm, I'm not, yeah. Oh. Success. Uh, I was going with success, not better. I think Frasier is okay, successful. successful. I think Frasier is the most successful spinoff of all time. I actually, I actually have all, I actually have uh, the Daria complete set. 
Na 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 na. na. Baywatch Nights off of Baywatch. Oh, it's basically <laughs> just Baywatch, man. It's not even like because Frasier's so different than Cheers. If, if you count yeah, not one's having in Boston any and one's taste, in Seattle. yeah, and they, it's if you count not having any taste, Young Sheldon off Big Bang Theory. Oh, good God. <laughs> um, Exploitative nerd show. Hi, everybody. I like comic books. Do you play WoW? Oh, uh, you know what I'll, I'll put up there um, now that we're talking about it? Better Call Saul. Mm. Yes, Better Call Saul is pretty, pretty fantastic as well. I hear yeah. things. Yep. Uh, it's so good. Oh, also, did anybody watch Nobody yet? No. No. Okay. Well, once don't it hits, don't worry. Don't worry. It'll things. it'll it'll happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fine. Once it hits one of those streamy things, I need I you to actually just start watching because I I went ahead and got a Hulu subscription, not specifically for this. So don't worry about it, Zach. It was um I got tricked into getting it for watching a different. I can't remember what movie I was going to watch, but they're like, oh, you need to have another subscription with Hulu in order to get this. I was like. How about you go shoot yourselves? <laughs> Hulu's great, though. Yeah, it is. But instead, I watched, like, I was like, fine, I'm going to watch other stuff. So I watched, uh, like, Arrival and uh, okay, some other stuff. Arrival with uh, Charlie Sheen? No. Or the, yeah, the other one. Okay. Time travel language. Um, I like the Charlie Sheen one, though. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to start watching, just, just to watch it again, the Orville. Mm. it's a good time i uh I, i'm in summer mode when it comes to some of that stuff like put something on in the background yeah uh and i'm a big fan of holy moly the uh miniature golf competition meets japanese game show oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> it's oh, no. rob riggles rob riggle does commentary it's fantastic uh <laughs> like one of the ones they added this season you putt past this giant ear of corn, and uh-huh. then like when the thing go- when the microwave goes off, you have to sprint. You have two point two seconds to get past the corn, and if you don't, <laughs> these giant airbags just blast you off into the foam pit. A <laughs> uh, lot of lot of violence, a lot of fun. Uh, very much summer show. Uh, when you said holy moly, I instantly thought of uh, Popeye the Sailor Man the movie. <laughs> uh Holy moly was one of the name of the fake ra- racehorses in the gambling boat. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. That's let's how my talk mind about works, spin-offs. people. That's how my mind works. <laughs> let's talk about spin-offs and legacy. Uh-huh. Credited with spin-offs from the Huckleberry Hound show. Oh my god. This credited as spin-offs in this Wikipedia article. Oh, Yogi that's... Bear. Yep. Yogi's Gang. Laugh Olympics. Yogi's Space Race. Yogi's Treasure Hunt. The new Yogi Bear show. Well, now we're just cheating. Uh, Wacky Races, all seen as spinoffs. That just seems like too many years after to call it a spinoff. No, that's the Hanna-Barbera Extended Universe. Every time there's, like, I'm going to apply the the terminology, (laughs) our modern terminology of movies, because it's like, they've never done this before. It's like, no, they've been doing this for years. You just didn't notice. I guess Dr. Oz spinning off of Oprah could be seen as a success. Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah, that one too. Well, they both. Yeah, I just don't think of those people. And the, uh, the Hell's Kitchen. Law and Order. Law and Order spinoffs. 
Okay. Anyway, Frasier. <laughs> well, the man from Uncle had a spin-off. I can't believe the my whole thing Uncle. went on. Like, I can't believe I started a minor little segment here. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, what? Yeah. Well, maybe that'll be a show. We'll talk about spinoffs. Oh, they actually do have an entry about Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, okay. Uh, let's double wrap it up. What are we going to watch next is up to me, right? Yep. Yes. <clears throat> it's summer. I'm feeling like getting into some some good stuff. You know, arachnophobia was some good stuff. Oh, I want to keep doing some good go. stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I want to go back to the burbs. With uh, Tom Hanks? Yeah. Got some summer madness in that. You get the heat driving the locals a little crazy. I don't know if it's on anything, but if not, I'll uh, I'll, ma- I'll make oh, sure you get some. Yeah, sure it is. Wait, it's usually on something. It's not. Oh, that one's, I've I've seen it on a. It was on a streaming service like last year, a year before. I know that because that's when I watched it again. I was like, oh, well, there's the burbs. I'm I'm going to tell you this. You might not trust just watch because it is slacking lately because okay. i didn't even have arachnophobia was on hulu well you're welcome to look i just I'm, yeah, yeah it's like... not hey, hey zach don't look arthur says <laughs> that's how that works hey it's not streaming dr fauci says it's not streaming <laughs> it's still underwater still shows on hbo i know what you're saying yeah um but i i i think it's time to watch the burbs the barbets yeah. I'm down. No, I, I veto. <laughs> we can veto? No. <laughs> sort of. The only one of us that has power of veto is Arthur. Because <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of trust that we'll never have a veto. Well, I have, well, no, next time I I have no interest in actually pitching, hey, okay, next week we're doing Human Centipede. I have no interest in <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> If you ever picked Human Centipede, I would just be like, yeah, I watched it, and not watch it. <laughs> oh, I, would do... <laughs> I would do a pop quiz. I'd be like, all right, guys, we're going to do a pop quiz on Human Centipede. I would do the book report thing where you just read the IMDb description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm probably yeah. one of the uh, I, I... Can we confirm that I'm the only one of us who actually owns the DVD? Uh, I think I definitely don't. I, so. I think we can confirm that you're the only one of us that's probably seen it. Probably. Yeah. Did you watch it, Arthur? <laughs> no, because you didn't even watch Saw. So, uh... so have you not seen it, Zach? No. Okay. I don't need to see a movie with people sewing butts to face. It's not as graphic as you would think. It's just the idea of it is still quite yeah, disturbing. You know what I've seen? I've seen the spoof that South Park did on it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's no probably cuddle. all you need to see. <laughs> Cuttlefish. And... Steve Jobs. <laughs> Read the <Right>. fine print. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, tying that into the Apple terms of services was pretty fun. Okay, let's let's get this home and wrapped up and like. Are you sure? Put away. Yeah. Sure. That we. Yeah, Brian, take some. Spinoffs. Well, I'm I'm. Folks, as great as a movie as this was, the likelihood of this happening probably won't happen because. Customs probably would have actually gone through that thing and found that spider and taken care of it. As much as I, I'm, I'm not certain, being as it was a dead body, but I think they still would have checked 
because it was from Venezuela, which had tons of species there. He had a he died unusually soon. There probably would have been a almost a quarantine period, possibly something would have prevented what was going on. So folks, I just want you to not call your local governance and make sure that they're watching for deadly spiders. You need to not do that because I'm pretty sure they're already on it. Don't worry.